It's been more than a while, but we're not just back, we're also available on all major platforms. This is episode 8 of Making a House a Home, the podcast that is brought to you by Housing Europe, the European Federation of Public, Cooperative and Social Housing. Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Michalis Koudis and this is going to be a report from the field. Well, to be precise, a report from a field visit. Today's episode will be mainly coming to you from Kerkrade in the Netherlands. A couple of weeks ago, Housing Europe organized a field trip to the UIA-backed project uh, Superlocal there for a delegation consisting of MEP Kim van Sparentak and European Commission officials from DG Grow and the Executive Agency for Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises. Participants had the chance to meet the stakeholders that made this truly innovative circular social housing project possible, including the Zaid University that led the guided tour, Hemvon and Housing Company, and the city region of Parks at Limburg. We followed the trip that aimed at offering a taste of how the European Commission flagship initiative, the EU Green Deal, looks like in practice. Housing Europe showcased the EU institutions delegation how a Dutch social housing company and local authorities are pushing the frontiers of circular economy. Stay with us to hear what were the reactions of quite a diverse group of participants when they arrived at the demolition site that is giving birth to new affordable homes in an area that is trying to revitalize, if not reinvent, itself. Listen to them and feel free to send us your comments through the platform from which you're getting this podcast or simply on Twitter at Housing Europe. Some music before we all hop on the bus to Kerkrade. On your tongue, I heard the shepherds, I heard the sheep sleep. Now my only one, broken sweethearts who sleep apart, lost your find your side spines who sleep out. We're back at Making House a Home, the podcast brought to you by Housing Europe, the European Federation of Public, Cooperative and Social Housing. I'm Michalis Goudis and I'm happy to have you with us for a visit to Kerkrade, a town and a municipality in the southeast of Limburg, the southernmost province of the Netherlands, just a few meters away, literally, from the German border. The city has a rather defining story one needs to know before paying a visit there. So before our bus stops around the corner of the large former social housing complex that is being demolished, let's see what has triggered the need for projects like this. According to the representative of the city region of Parks at Limburg, Peter Bertoli, this has been a typical mining area, one of the richest in Europe in the 50s and the 60s, until the mines closed in the early 70s. 70,000 jobs were lost, with the city losing more than 30,000 inhabitants over the last decades. Such a major transformation combined with a demographic change has pushed uh, local authorities to look for new economic models. The strategy included four main pillars, economic development, energy transition, dealing with social issues and investing in sustainability and circularity. 
The vacant social housing stock offered the great opportunity that the strong local alliance used by putting together the so-called super-local project that received support from the Urban Innovative Actions EU program. Paul Constant, a policy officer at the city region of Parkstead Limburg, explains why projects like this are important for the local authorities. Projects such as uh, Superlocal is very important for us because it combines a lot of topics we have to uh, cooperate with in this uh, region. Uh, the part of Limburg is a, is a shrinkage area uh, because we were a formal uh, coal mine area. Uh, we had to cope with the closure of the mines, and therefore 70,000 jobs got lost. And we had to make a new, create a new economy. And after that, it was very important uh, uh, for us to, to develop some new uh, uh, programs. Uh, also, we had in the late 90s there was the, the shrinkage. Uh, the, the, the demographic change and therefore uh, we, we are still in shrinkage area and um, we try to, to combine uh, all the aspects of circular economy, uh, the restructuring area, the, uh, the, the energy transitions into new uh, programs to, to improve the area again. Mm -hmm. It's quite important to have such projects to, to, to combine everything and get the stakeholders involved, not only to do it as a government but also the market uh, parties and, and also the social housing associations so that's quite important to, to work together on all these topics because we are front runners actually and therefore it's it's very hard to, to get the funding on the right way because yeah if you try to innovate there are also always some uh, some extra costs and it's not always feasible to do it with your own uh, funds so the urban innovative action funds are really important for us that we can make such a project happen actually so it's great what is actually super local? It's Europe's first circular estate, a circular area development project in which materials from two unoccupied high-rise flats are reused for the construction of new houses and the layout of the public area. The super circular estate contributes to a sustainable, low-carbon, resource-efficient economy by creating high-quality, desirable urban environment and affordable housing opportunities based on breakthrough innovative material and social circular solutions. Its innovation aim is to revolutionize the management of social housing associations towards more sustainable, resource-efficient decision-making, delivery models and processes. The proposed uh, innovative urban action is to experiment with new circular economy processes aimed at 100% reusing and recycling of materials acquired from the demolition of an outdated social housing high-rise flat. A key stakeholder thus uh, for the actual implementation of this project has been the local social housing company Heimwohnen. While walking around the superlocal site, we've asked Danik Rautert, communications advisor of Hemwonen, to share a few thoughts around the context of a project like Superlocal. What does it take to deliver such a change? A few years ago, we demolished a lot of buildings in this area in Kerkrade. And when we were demolishing, we started to reconsider it. Because when we demolish buildings, we also demolish the thoughts about buildings and the history people have with these buildings. So um, we thought we could retrieve values in an area like this. And that was what started uh, thinking the other way around. <laughs> so there were people living over here, 400 households. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were living here um, quite nicely. They liked living here, had good uh, social cohesion, very good contacts with their neighbors. 
uh, but we were uh, intending to uh, demolish these buildings. So uh, we did that the first time in 2012, we demolished the first high-rise building, but then we started to reconsider. Uh, so we stopped uh, that process mm -hmm. and we uh, talked to people living here, we made a book, a book of residence, and that book learned us that uh, people really liked, that there were a lot of positive sides on living in a high-rise building mm -hmm. that we couldn't oversee, first of all. So, um, however, the buildings were not not uh, up to date anymore, and they had to be um, had to become something else in return. Mm. So the people moved out, but we also uh, told them that we would like them to, to return one day. That when the um, neighborhood would be ready, that they would were welcome to come back here. So now we are about five six years later, and we have already reached out to the, to that target group. So we have uh, talked to 300 households whether they would like to come back to this area. Mm -hmm. So most of them um, are elderly right now. They are above 70, above 80, and they are not uh, feeling like moving anymore, but uh, 14 households are coming back to this area. And we think they are the, really the ambassadors of mm -hmm. participation in this area. Was indeed circularity the only way forward for Heim Vonen? Let's listen to Danique once again. Um, circularity is a way um, for the sustainable future for us. Uh, this is an experiment that we could not do without the help of the European Union. We have mm -hmm. a few uh, subsidy grants over here uh, and it enables us to, um, to experiment with buildings that were uh, not inhabited anymore at all. So, and we also had time to do this. We mm -hmm. took our time really to reconsider what can we do best uh, within this area, what would fit here, because there were, of course, 400 dwellings, but because of the um, uh, inhabitant for, uh, shrinkage, we need less dwellings in the yes. future. So, uh, therefore, we are building back 130 uh, dwellings instead of 400. Mm -hmm. um, and we are really focusing on um, better um, circumstances to live in. Mm -hmm. So a greener, um, nice environment uh, to, to live, to, uh, to work, uh, to play for the kids. So that is really our ambition. Uh, and the grants enable us to also um, do more. So also on circular uh, grounds. So uh, we are building a um, social services center mm -hmm. over here mm -hmm. and um, the neighbors in this uh, area will be responsible uh, for the, the activities that will be uh, organized over mm -hmm. there. So what we already know, there will be a closed water cycle in this area and the water will also be used for a washing machine area. Okay. So people can come, it is also a social gathering, mm -hmm. uh, they can come and talk together while they are doing the laundry and they do not have to uh, buy their own washing machine in mm -hmm. their home. They can because people really like, would like that, but um, they don't, do not have to, so it will save them money. And by uh, th those incentives, money saving for example, we would like to um, make sure they feel um, they embrace this, the circular economy. Heimwonen is a member organization of ADES, the Federation of Dutch Social Housing Associations, which is in turn a member of Housing Europe. ADES has a strong commitment towards a sustainable future and an ambitious strategy for carbon neutral housing stock, the largest in Europe by the way, by 2050. We've asked Robin van Leyen, uh, responsible for European public affairs at ADES, whether Superlocal reflects their vision for a successful EU Green Deal and in general for a more sustainable future. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, so if you're talking about the Green Deal, you often talk about making a just transition to a CO2 neutral 
uh, EU. And we are here in a former mining region uh, where a lot of jobs were lost a couple of years ago or decades ago. And uh, a lot of buildings need to be demolished and doing that in a circular and energy efficient way while keeping tenants maximally involved and offering them to live in the new buildings that are being built is really an example of how you can do that and um, is showing that the housing sector can lead the way for the Green New Deal. Especially that, that local connection is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I was just talking to somebody and he said, well, often if you go to the symposiums about the uh, engineering and here you can really see that the, the local commitment is so important and it can really change a neighborhood to uh, a more environmental friendly neighborhood, but also to uh, more social cohesion in the neighborhood. So that really is an example. That was an introduction to the Superlocal project, Europe's first circular social housing estate in Kerkrade, an urban innovative actions best practice. We'll take a short music break and we'll be back to hear what our EU delegation thought of Superlocal. second part of Making a House a Home, now we'll be asking an MEP and two European Commission officials who left their offices in Brussels for a day, what were their main takeaways from this visit to Kerkrade in the Netherlands and at the superlocal site in particular. Kim van Sparentak is a Dutch member of the European Parliament who was elected for the first time with the Greens in May 2019 and has already made her mark as an advocate for a fair, affordable, sustainable and innovative energy transition. Is actually super local close to her vision of how the EU Green Deal should look like in practice? I think it can be a good example uh, for at least the way that we have to look at the Green New Deal and the mm -hmm. just transition. We can't only take into account um, the loss of jobs, we have to really look at, a, we have to have a holistic view of the regions, we have to have a holistic view of what a society looks like, what a community needs, mm -hmm. and then uh, improving the social welfare uh, through sustainability and making sure that people live in adequate housing and are proud of their region, um, despite perhaps losing something that has been important for their region for many years. Um, I think this is a, a great example and I think that the role that the social housing corporations play here uh, really uh, to create the social cohesion is, is really, really incredible. And as far as her main takeaway from the visit is concerned, Kim summarizes it nicely. I 100% I believe that the transition towards a more sustainable society can bring so many opportunities, especially for the people who need it the most in our, in our society. And uh, I think this is an example uh, that shows that. 
Alberto Parenti works for the European Commission in the Director General for Internal Market, Industry, Entrepreneurship and uh, Small and Medium uh, Size Enterprises, DigiGrow, and the Brussels slang. Alberto has extensive experience in the unit dealing with uh, circular economy and construction, so we ask him first what he thinks of the potential circular economy has concerning the future of buildings and of our homes in particular. I think that circular economy has huge potential in construction because of the specificity of the sector. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, the uh, longevity of, uh, of a building, how long it lasts. So if you do it and you approach it with uh, circular, uh, uh, circularity in the design in your mind, then this uh, building can last much, even much longer, can be modular, can be uh, retrofitted, can be improved, can be cha changed, reverse change their destination. So I think the potential are, are uh, very, very high. But what was the main takeaway of such an experienced professional in the EU institutions from the visit in Kerkrade? Uh, I approach it like uh, a learning experience for me because, I mean, one of uh, you know, the, the problem of uh, a policy officer of the Commission is to stay very often in meeting rooms and uh, participating in negotiation and political discussion. But it's very important to see what happens on the grounds. And, uh, and I was, um, uh, it was very interesting that the project itself was very well explained, uh, but uh, I was uh, touched by the enthusiasm of the people involved in the project because they, they felt that they were doing something very good for uh, really for uh, the people in the area, for the, the planet, mm -hmm. but also for themselves. I saw a lot of uh, enthusiasm and uh, gratification for uh, um, implementing such a project and I wish them good luck and I hope that can be replicated uh, also in many other areas around Europe. Gordon Sutherland is a member of the Horizon 2020 Energy Unit of the European Commission Executive Agency for Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises, EASME in Brussels slang. Uh, Gordon has followed dozens of projects that approach the energy efficiency challenge from various angles. So the first question that came to mind was what he thinks is the biggest challenge in relation to having successful renovation projects. The biggest challenge in relation to having successful renovation projects, well, it's, it's, it's a major challenge, of course, um, is, is really to deal with the whole value chain um, of the renovation process. But if I was to pick out a single element, which is probably going to affect it most, that would be actually to address the, um, the performance gap uh, in relation to the skills, because we can have um, the best possible design, we can have all the products on site, um, but actually once we come to construct mm -hmm. uh, and do the renovation process, we need the skilled workforce that can actually build it according to, according to mm -hmm. plan and according to the design. So probably that's one of the, the major challenges which we really need to be dealing with is the quality of, of, of the actual construction. Um, if we don't have quality construction, we won't have the energy savings that, uh, yeah. that we need from the renovations. Having looked at his uh, well-curated blog entitled Irrational Angle that offers nice photographic views at the boundaries of architecture and environment, I could not resist asking him uh, to leave his desk at the commission for a while and to, and to share with us his main takeaway from a personal point of view from this visit at the super local estate in Kerkrade. I think we have to admit that um, architecture and our urban environment is um, an expression of, of the epoch that we live in. 
Um, and so to start to see more energy efficient projects or projects, uh, construction projects uh, based on the circular economy uh, is a reflection that society is starting to respond to the mm -hmm. environmental uh, challenges that we're faced with. Um, and so really that project that we saw today was was a, a representation of the direction that we're traveling in in the construction sector towards a more sustainable built environment. Indeed, buildings are probably the most significant representation of the time, the epoch, according to Gordon, we live in. Let's take one more music break and we'll be back for the last bit of today's episode of Making a House a Home. Took a vow in summertime Now we find ourselves in late December I believe that New Year's Eve Will be the perfect time for their great surrender But they don't remember Anger wants a voice Voices want to sing Sinners harmonize Till they can't hear anything All that questioning But every time a problem ends Another one begins And the stone walls of harmony all bear witness Anybody with a word in mind Can never forgive the sight Of wicked snakes inside a place You thought was dignified back for the last part of episode 8 of Making House a Home, the podcast that is brought to you by Housing Europe, curated and moderated by Michalis Goudis. Superlocal is a link in a long chain of EU projects that are dealing with the barriers and opportunities energy efficiency and circularity bring. The Horizon 2020 project, Drive Zero, is one of the latest uh, that has been added to this chain and Housing Europe is proud to be part of the consortium. The coordinator, Peter Optefeld, uh, also followed the visit uh, to Kerkrade and we asked him first to briefly introduce the Drive Zero project. Uh, the main issue on Drive Zero is that we try to come to a deep circular renovation and it's uh, in fact the first time that we go further than the normal business as usual deep renovation. We also try to see if we can make it uh, circular. A circular in uh, different ways. Uh, what we look is uh, the reuse um, of materials uh, from the building site or in the neighborhood itself, or circular materials uh, produced in factories or whatsoever. In what ways does a transformation like the one happening at the super local site inspire a project like Drive Zero? Peter provides uh, with his insider's view. Uh, in fact, um, Superlocal was inspiring us to uh, write the Drive Zero proposal and uh, it was also the first uh, large-scale experiment in uh, circular building. Uh, Superlocal is not uh, directly geared to uh, renovation, it's about uh, how can we 
uh, use materials from uh, buildings that are going to be demolished and how can we construct uh, new buildings out of it. So that's also what you saw on the site. Uh, from the materials that we uh, retrieved from the demolished buildings. And the step that we make in Dry Zero is that we also look at uh, the possibilities uh, for deep renovation. So this is the added uh, value to it. We ended our exchange with Peter Optefeld, asking him about his own takeaway from the visit, but in particular after having the chance for an exchange with the EU delegation as well. Well, there are lots of uh, takeaways. Um, first of all, uh, you can discuss a lot about uh, what is circularity, uh, to which extent is it uh, circularity, is it cost effective? But for me, the most important thing is that we just do it there. It's, it's just being done. And of course, there are many mistakes that have been made, but uh, that's, not, uh, that's not really bad. It's even... Uh, uh, a very good thing that we learn from all these uh, experiences. So this is uh, one uh, key takeaway. The other thing is that it is really uh, important to focus on users, on people. This is also why in Drive Zero we uh, specifically focus on people-centered approach. Uh, in terms of the, the, the products that we develop, are they uh, really suitable and do they match with the expectations of occupants? Also the business models, it's not uh, so much about business models for uh, only for the industries, but also they must be attractive for end users. And uh, the last key takeaway is that uh, uh, we noticed uh, not only in Superlocal, but we also noticed that in the a technology workshop that we had for Drive Zero a week before in Ljubljana that um, before we really come to a market uptake of uh, circular renovation that are a lot of uh, legal barriers, legal issues uh, to be solved uh, both in uh, building regulations but also in certification uh, quality of the products and we noticed uh, during a uh, workshop that both the industries uh, developing new products, but also in the demonstration projects that we have in Drive Zero, we everywhere we have these uh, barriers. And uh, of course, uh, we cannot uh, solve these legal barriers uh, within Drive Zero, but what we do is uh, that we take good note of it. Uh, we report on it and give uh, recommendations also to the European Commission um, uh, what uh, we think we can uh, do with it to uh, to solve these uh, barriers. And uh, in fact, this was also mentioned by the by the member of the European Parliament, uh, Kim von Sparenberg, that the legal issues are indeed uh, still a barrier that have to be solved. That was Peter Optefeld, coordinator of the Horizon 2020 Drive Zero project, sharing his thoughts concerning the legal barriers around circularity and energy renovation in general. To conclude today's episode, we've asked Housing Europe Secretary General Sorka Edwards to highlight her main takeaway from the visit close to the Dutch-German border. Um, one of the core objectives of Housing Europe at European level is to reconcile goals around climate change and social inclusion goals. And what we've seen today is that there are projects on the ground which indeed are doing just that. And finally, the million dollar or rather million euro question 
What does it take to make the EU Green Deal and its so-called renovation wave in particular a success? One of the, the challenges uh, being faced um, at European level is this reconciliation of, of the social objectives and um, the need to tackle climate change. And what we can see here today is that uh, under the umbrella of circular economy, if we really work on engaging citizens, listening to citizens, and um, using them to inform and to improve the projects, this can really be an upset, uh, a success. And on that note, it's time to wrap up episode 8 of Making a House a Home, the podcast brought to you by Housing Europe. It's been a while since the last time we reached out to you, but we promise to be back much sooner next time. So, in the meantime, tune in on our website, www.housingeurope.eu, or on any major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get the latest episode on your computer or mobile device. Do you have any comments, ideas or proposals about topics we could discuss or people we could invite? Feel free to drop us a line at communications at housingeurope.eu. Michalis Woudis has produced and moderated this podcast. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.